um, it's very hard to build an audience of young people because young people aren't really looking to learn right now. They're still in school. Like they're learning at school. They don't want to learn outside of school. Most young people. And often some of them aren't even on podcasting yet. So Blake Ross, founder of Firefox. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. Steve Jobs, creator of Apple. Three young and successful entrepreneurs. People tend to see teens as angsty, rude, and irritable. When in reality, teens can be some of the most successful and creative people. Welcome to Now I'm Here podcast. This podcast aims to teach the younger generations that no matter your age, the possibility of success is within arm's reach. All you need is a little perseverance and a strategic mindset. Like Walt Disney said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Dare to dream. Now to our host, Sydney Jacobs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Now I'm Here podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Jacobs. Today, we have the host of the Driven Young podcast, all the way from Sydney, Australia, Byron Dempsey. Personally, I've listened to nearly all of his episodes and love what he discusses and how he runs his podcast. Hello, Byron. How are you today? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my pleasure. So like I said, like you have your own podcast and I love listening to it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? And I mean, I think it's pretty similar to mine, but the way that Mm -hmm. you do it and the guests that you have on, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, well, so it's called the Driven Young Podcast, and it's aimed at educating and inspiring the younger generation with practical life skills we don't learn in school. Uh, Skills such as relationships, networking, financial management, critical thinking, emotional intelligence, uh, just anything that I think we should have learned in school. I think we've done 45 episodes to date, and that's one episode a week. I've built majority of my following on TikTok and most of my fans come from TikTok and most of the people discover the podcast through TikTok. Um, that's by sharing clips. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. So it's just a, mass, a massive issue that I see and uh, I'm trying to solve through the podcast. For sure. Do you think the school system is broken? Yeah, I do. I think it's very broken and you're from Canada, correct? Yes. Yeah. So obviously I can't speak on Canada's behalf, but I know Canada, America, England, a lot of these very, you know, westernized developed countries all kind of have a similar system. There's a lot of differences, but the, the heart of it is quite similar. Um, and yeah, I, the, the deeper I've done this, the deeper I dive into this topic, the more I do the podcast, I realize how much the school system is failing this generation to teach us kind of relevant skills. And, you know, they just really don't prioritize what I think they should be prioritizing. I think you mentioned like you're learning so much from doing the podcast. I think that's something that a lot of people overlook. They don't realize that when you're doing a podcast, how much you actually learn. Like oh, I, I learn so many takeaways from every yes, every yes that I have on the podcast. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and the cool thing like, for me, sorry to cut you off, but the cool thing no for worries. me is I, first of all, I do it in person. So I, I learn it in person and then I edit it and then I edit the TikToks of it. And then sometimes I'll listen to it afterwards. So like I've listened to every episode of mine at least two or three times. And so it's like, Sure, it's it's great, and I, it's not for ego reasons. It's because I just enjoy it. Like I am my ideal listener. I enjoy it. Like I'm learning with the listeners. That's kind of how I try to do it. So yeah, you're you're right. Podcasting, even if you have zero listeners, podcasting is super super beneficial. Yeah, I've only been doing it for a couple of months, and I feel like I've grown so much as a person from doing this, from learning. I've I've learned so many great skills from the people that I've had on, and like they're all people that I look up to, people that I aspire to be like. And it's great that I'm getting the opportunity to talk to them, pick their brains and get all of these things and then share that information with more people similar to myself. 
Hundred percent, and that's the cool thing about a podcast. You can kind of go, "Hey, look, could like if you found someone who's a big CEO, right? They might have their time is very valuable. If you said to them, "Hey, I'd love to come meet you," they'll probably be like, "Ah, oh, don't know, sorry, I'm too busy." But if you said, "Hey, can you come on my podcast?" They'll be like, "Yeah, I'll come out for free," or like, "I'll come on for free." Um, and so it's almost like a, a networking hack and an excuse to meet really cool people that you admire. And as you mentioned, you get to learn in the process and you get to share that information with other people. It's really just like a win-win-win-win scenario. Yeah, it's amazing. So what's your educational background? Uh, my educational background is I grew up in New Zealand. So I did all the primary school in New Zealand. And I have to say, like, I grew up in a real small town. It was, I had a phenomenal primary school experience. Uh, I, I On my podcast, I don't really talk about primary school at all. I don't really tackle that. In fact, I, I really am specifically talking to kind of year 10, 11, 12. So the final three years of high school. Um, and so my primary school education was in New Zealand. I then moved to Sydney, Australia, and I did all of high school in Australia. And that's pretty much it when it comes to traditional education. Uh, just, I just graduated high school, but I've done a lot of courses. I've done a lot of personal development courses, I've done a lot of business courses that I've finished and graduated. Um, and yeah, I, I guess people just don't really recognize those as real courses, which is silly For in sure. my opinion. Um, but yeah, so I've very little education background after high school. Wait, so you graduated last December. You're in 02. No, no, no. Sorry. I, I graduated like four, four years ago. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. 2016. Okay. So what have you been doing between now and then? So between high school and now, I basically after high school, I was, I got into university because my mom made me apply just as like a backup. And I didn't really want to go because I was really interested in film and I had been making videos since I was 11 years old. In fact, there's still videos of me when I was like 12 um, on YouTube, you can go watch. Um, but I've been making videos for a long time and I was like, I really love film. So I was like, I just couldn't see the value in going to university for a film degree. Cause it's like a three-year degree and it was like all this other stuff. And I was like, why don't I just go make films for you know a few years and see what happens. So I guess I was lucky in that sense. It was quite easy decision for me because it was a creative industry and you don't need a formal education to make it in a creative industry like that. So I just started working part-time looking for work. Uh, six months after that, I landed the job with this guy called Glenn Carlson, who is a company called Key Person of Influence. And they're in it's a global company in London, Sydney, Queensland, Australia. They're in Canada now. Um, they're also in America. So they're quite, quite big and they have a 12-month business program uh, for business owners. So basically this is where my kind of second education came in. I was like, if you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's got a videographer called D rock. Um, who, and he, he just follows Gary around filming him. So I was kind of like the D rock for this guy. I'd follow him around. I'd film him. I make social media content. I got into marketing. I started running his Facebook ads. I started running his whole campaign, um, in Sydney while doing video and in that process that kind of two-year period i was learning heaps I, I got to attend all of his business program and events for free because i was just there filming him so i essentially got to do like a twenty thousand dollar program for free just through osmosis of attending it and just being there as one of the team um, and basically in that my first month with him i said to him in the car when we were in an uber one day i was just like i've learned more with you in this month than i did in all of year 12 the final year of high school um, and i had i learned so many, I learned so much stuff in that time. That was kind of the catalyst for me to go, oh man, we're, we're learning so much useless stuff at school. We should be learning a lot of this stuff, which is more relationships, networking, business, finance, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, so that was the first kind of part. And the second part was I had that realization and I went, how can I kind of get this message out here? And I just attended a, a podcast festival, uh, like an event where, and I realized this was in 2018. And I went, wow, podcasting is really big. 
like it, it was still big in 2018, but it's way bigger now. Like everyone has a podcast now. Back in 2018, only what three years ago, two years ago, it it was a little bit smaller. Yeah. And so that made me realize that. And then I was talking with my dad one day, just compl- going out oh, the education system, blah blah blah, as I always do. And I just went, maybe I'll start a podcast. So I spent all of 2019 preparing for the podcast. I launched it in 28 uh, in October 18th, 2019. And it's just been going since then. And at the time I still had my mark. I had a marketing business on the side. So I still had Glenn as one of my clients, By then I'd picked up multiple clients and I had that money coming in. And uh, so I was doing the podcast and my marketing agency at the same time. And then in 2020, uh, when COVID-19 hit, I lost basically all of my clients for the marketing agency. Um, and I was like, wow, what am I going to do here? And I kind of realized it was a good opportunity to go full-time on the podcast so if, kind of for the tw- past 12 months, I, I was part-time on the podcast and I had one client on the side. So I was probably working three or four days on the podcast. Um, but now I'm full-time on the podcast for 2021. And um, yeah, that's kind of everything that's happened since, in a, in a nutshell, since uh, 2016. That's amazing. That's like such a crazy story to see how far you've come and like where the history started. I think one big thing that's a stigma that you talk about a lot is like people don't realize that you don't need a formal education in order to succeed. You mm. get so much more from experiences. Like you said, you got more from that one month than you did in all of your grade 12 year. And I feel like that's so hard for people to really grasp and to be like, you can achieve something without that education. Yeah. And it, it's people just, I think people just cannot grasp it. I think they can grasp it, but they won't actually do it still. Like very, I, I put this message out here all the time. Very, very, very few people will have the guts to not go to university because it's so easy, especially in Australia. Like, Honestly, you can kind of get any degree you want. Um, really, uh, if you got a really bad score, you can't get a medicine degree. But it, it, you can really get into any uni at any degree relatively. And because it's all paid in the future, it's just a debt. You don't actually have to pay anything right now. It goes on to you as a debt. It's very easy just to sign up because you don't have any upfront costs. Sure. Um, so it's just so easy to go into uni. And yeah, and look, if you want to be a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer, you need a degree. But there's a, a large majority of industries and I guess companies to work for and so many different places where you don't need formal education experience is so much more valuable. And, you know, I can talk about getting experience, but for me experience and actually just getting out there building experience and relationships in my, and what I've kind of seen over the past six months are the two biggest things to, you know, kind of getting to where you want to be. Who do you think was like the most influential people that you've had on the podcast so far or people that you've enjoyed speaking to the most? Um, so I guess the way I do my podcast is, and this is, not a recent realization, but over the past 25 episodes or so, I kind of went, you know, I just bring on people I meet who are cool. So while a lot of podcasts will be like, how do I bring on the biggest guests with the biggest following, the biggest CEO, the biggest founder and stuff. That my problem with that is because I'm going after a younger audience, a CEO or a founder are often a thousand steps ahead of my audience. And it's so unobtainable and it's unrealistic. It's like, and also they became a CEO in like, you know, 1995 and the world's changed a lot since then. Um, so I actually bring on a lot of younger people who I think just are cool. And for me, the most, probably there's a few, three episodes that stick out. Episode 16 was um, with this guy called Lee and he's like a survival expert. And that's just a super fascinating episode. He's, he, he kind of lives out in the bush. He runs retreats, um, which I've actually been on. So he's just a super interesting guy. Uh, episode 32 with Brent Williams. He, that was just a, a wicked episode it's like an hour long and we were just spitting for like just non-stop just talking about all these different concepts and i feel like episode 32 encapsulates what my show is all about we talk about 
so many different things. In episode 34, I got a lot of feedback from, which is my good mate, Joe. And it was just very relatable. So he spoke about how he went to university for three years and he feels like he had three dead years because he didn't, he's never used that degree. He really didn't take advantage of university and he just kind of just floated along, not really doing anything. So they're probably like the three biggest standouts that I've, I've had. Did most of your friends attend university after high uh, school? Yeah, all of them. Pretty much. So how was kind of having that different lifestyle from them? Um, I think it was fine. Like this, this idea that you get bullied for starting a business or like people are going to judge you, I think is kind of silly. I don't think it exists that much now. It's so normal to start a business. Maybe they talked crap about me behind my back. I don't know. But to my face, everyone was like, good on you, Byron, or, you know, whatever you're doing. And with my friends, it was just, you know, I was, we we're kind of all doing our own thing. They're doing their degrees. I was doing my thing. It is definitely a little bit awkward because I, I'm not so much anti-uni. I'm anti the way we're pressured into uni and societal expectations. However, I do talk a lot about university and it can be a little bit awkward because all my friends go to university, um, but they also have the maturity to understand that like, I don't hate university itself. And you know, this, this smart guys. So I've never had really uh, any problems with it, but it, it is lonely when you're the only one who's not going to uni. And because they all have the university friends now, because they meet all these people and you don't really meet anyone when you start a business when you're young. I just meet 30, 40, 50 year olds in business. They didn't become friends. They were just like part of my network. So that my biggest struggle when I graduated high school and started my own business was the loneliness and the fact that, you know, there are no, not many other young people doing, I guess, what I was doing. And what would you say would be like the biggest tip for someone who's in the same shoes as yourself? Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm trying to solve with the podcast. I want to do like community meetups. I want to do online stuff. I mean, you've got clubhouse now, which is a new app. Like this is such a great place to meet people. Um, for me, DMing people, I think I, I wish I'd known this at the time, but if you just actively go out and you find people, you know, we say, say you're interested in business, go to Gary Vaynerchuk's page, scroll down and find someone who's left a meaningful comment and click on that and go, Hey man, I love your comment. I'm reaching out cause I'd love to have a chat with you or something. And if you did that five times a day, you'd make heaps of friends all around the world and get on zoom with them connect. Uh, and I'm trying to be conscious here that we're in COVID. So it's hard to go out and meet people. So I'm trying to stick with online strategies, but that's definitely just get active, go on Instagram, DM people, go on LinkedIn, meet people. Everyone wants to connect right now. It's just, you know, being human. So that would definitely, yeah, I just wasn't actively searching. I was just playing a bit of a victim. I was like, oh, I, can't, I don't know. I just can't meet anyone. And so I would definitely say just actively start looking for people. Have you switched that mindset? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm, I network with people all the time. Every day I'm having conversations. Well, now I'm at the point where people reach out to me, um, which is great, <laughs> but, and I'll just, and I'll like get on zoom like yourself and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. And now I've got like so many awesome people in my life. That's amazing. I like, I think that's like the pinnacle of growth to be able to go from reaching out to people to having people reach out to you. Yeah, it's, it's quite cool. And like, I still reach out to people sometimes, but yeah, I get a lot of people reaching out to me, which is just amazing. It's the best. And I encourage people on my show to reach out to me because I love just connecting and talking with people just like this. Like you reach out to me. Now we're doing a podcast. Like it's just, I'm very generous with my time in that aspect. And I, I'd like to think most people are, but not everyone. And my, like, my question to anyone who's scared of kind of reaching out would be like, what's the downside, the risk reward, the, the, the risk is so low because the risk is they don't respond and the reward could be so, so high potentially. So that's kind of something you always want to keep up. Like what's the risk reward. And when it comes to DMing people or like reaching out to people, it's a very low risk and very potential high reward. How many TikTok followers do you have now? Uh, Approximately. About 175,000. So would you consider yourself a TikToker? <laughs> it's funny. I got um I got featured in the media the other day 
and what on in the thing they said like byron dempsey an australian tiktok star and so now my my sister and my mom always make fun of me they're like oh byron australian tiktok star um i guess maybe but also like i feel like a tiktoker is on tiktok whereas i'm more i use tiktok as a vehicle for the podcast yeah yeah and so i feel like i'm more of a podcaster speaker which i'm getting into a lot this year speaker podcaster and i guess tiktoker but even though my content isn't specifically for tiktok it's just it's not like I do trends and stuff. I just post educational content. So I guess yes and no. I think it's more like you use TikTok as like an advertising, as an advertising stream because TikTok is so good at that. It, the mm-hmm. algorithms are significantly better than Instagram, YouTube at this point, especially for like smaller creators, like what you were in the past. So now it's like, it's more for you to advertise. A lot of your listeners come from TikTok. So I feel like that's that's mm. what you're using it as. You're getting your name out there through TikTok and then, oh, Let's listen to this podcast. I'm going to go stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they're going to listen to it from. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I swear all of my all of my listeners come from TikTok because um, it's very hard to build an audience of young people because young people aren't really looking to learn right now. They're still in school. Like they're learning at school. They don't want to learn outside of school. Most young people. And often some of them aren't even on podcasting yet. So I've got to convert them to go on podcasts. Whereas a lot of people will just kind of, if they're, if they're targeting like 30 year olds, they'll just add their podcast into their looper podcast. And so it's a very difficult audience to tap into. And TikTok has been an amazing vehicle to allow me to reach that audience. How many streams do you get per episode approximately? Um, honestly, it's not even that much. I mean, I think anywhere from like two to 5,000. And which is, I guess, if you imagine- If you imagine mine getting 2, a people. 40 people per podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's it puts me in like the top 3% of wow. podcasts. Um, so- if you get a few thousand views an episode, you're getting um, quite well. I think I get about thirty to 40,000 downloads a month uh, because a lot of people will listen to multiple episodes. So while I only get like three to 4,000 downloads an episode or two, two to four, so it depends on the month, I get about 40,000 a month right now. But I only hit that recently. So I just crossed 100,000 downloads um, a few Congratulations. weeks ago. Which was, thank you. Yeah, so that was a cool, cool achievement. But I guess... I feel like it would look like I have more downloads online because of the amount of followers I have, but it's just kind of evident to show like 175,000 on TikTok only translates into, you know, kind of three, 4,000 actual listeners. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get their information from the clips and that's what they enjoy. And then they don't have interest almost yeah. in watching or listening to more of the podcast. Yes. However, TikTok, the brand awareness is insane. Like every single person I meet has at some point, they're like, oh, I know who that guy is. And it's like, oh, I've seen his videos on TikTok. Ah, oh, he's got the podcast. Like, so the awareness is massive. Just because I've only got a few thousand listeners, like I've just got, you know, over a hundred thousand awareness sort of thing. Cause even, they might not even follow me, but they see me pop up on their for you page or et cetera. So I, I, but I have a very high value on a podcast listener. Like that's the kind of like the, one of the highest value I feel like people you can get because I've listened, you know, intently to you for hours and hours, which you just can't, you can't get that across on TikTok. There's only so much value that I can provide in a, in a 60 second clip. For sure. I think that was originally how I reached out to you. I was asking you how you made your TikTok videos. And you know what? I spent all of my winter break trying to figure it out. I, I spent a couple of weeks and just because of how I'm recording the podcasts over Zoom, when I do it, it just doesn't look good in portrait mode. So I'm hoping that one day when COVID is over here, it's still terrible situation here in Canada, I'll be able to Mm. record the podcast live and I'll finally be able to tap into that. And hopefully I won't be too late to it, but that's my goal to kind of work towards that because I saw your TikToks and like I wanted to be able to replicate that, to be able to promote my stuff on a platform such as TikTok, but 
I couldn't. I tried, but it just looked bad. Yeah, well, honestly, I'm one of the only people who do the strategy. I've seen probably three or four other accounts that do the same strategy as me. Out of like all of TikTok, I've only come across a handful who do that strategy. It's a lot of work. You've got to film both angles. You've then got to cut it up. Like doing an in-person podcast is a lot more work than an uh, online podcast. Um, in my opinion, I think everyone agrees it's better in person, but obviously COVID-19 and everything makes it makes it difficult for you. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but obviously it's been, it's been worth it for me. But when, before I was on TikTok, I was spending like hours and hours and hours on an episode. And I was the same as you, I'd get like, you know, 20, 30, 40 downloads an episode. Um, and it was, you know, half of them were probably my parents and stuff and my friends. So it's quite discouraging, but if you go in with a mindset of, you know, audience of none, which is what would you do for an audience of zero people, which is a really good mindset to adopt. I was willing to work for two, two years for free and not really look at the stats of the podcast before I really kind of went, okay, maybe I should do something different. What would you say would be like the biggest tips for someone who's starting off or someone that wants to pursue something like this? Specifically a podcast or anything? Let's do podcast and then we'll do anything after. So if you want to do a podcast, just start. That's all I can say. Just start. Like everyone, I've been, I'm heavy in the podcasting world and everyone goes, the first question, the most common question a podcaster asks is what microphone should I use? It doesn't matter. You can get an amazing microphone for $80. Like audio is very cheap for good, you know, the top mic that Joe Rogan uses is like $350 or something. Like it's still not even that expensive. So just buy a microphone, um, plug it in, get it set up and just start recording and just get it out there. Most people will start a podcast and they'll never, they'll never really go through with it. And 95% of podcasts don't make it past seven episodes um, on iTunes. So just start, don't worry about your cover art. Don't spend too long planning it plan it but don't you know get caught up and the other advice would be set a launch date like set a specific date announce it to the world you have to launch that date otherwise you just keep procrastinating until you know whenever and probably never i think now i just released my guest list for my second set of episodes so that would be seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i think i'm gonna make your episode number eight now just for the sake of being to say that i made it past number seven on itunes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good. You're now, you know, in the top top podcast because, and it's it's just consistency, right? I mean, that's what all social media and TikTok podcasting, it's all consistency. You've just got to keep posting. Um, I do once a week. It's a lot of work. During COVID, I really failed over that because I had other stuff going on. Um, but for the past kind of seven months or so, I've been doing one every single week. And that's in person as well, which is, it's a grind, but you know, you just got to stick with I it. I think my biggest struggle is finding people to be on the podcast. Like I'm running out of people that I know. Really? I'm, I mean, maybe mm. after I release, like once I get to my 12th episode or 10th episode, I'll have maybe a few more people will want to be on it. But right now it was a lot of going out. Who do I know that I could bring onto the podcast? And I got to kind of expand my network to be people that I would like to have on the podcast. Yeah. I would think you'd be surprised. You can get a lot of people on the podcast. Like now that you've got, I mean, eight or nine, 10 episodes, like that's enough to show that it's a serious podcast. Um, if you put together a, you know, a bit of a pitch and just send it out, um, especially if it's online, like, oh my God, it's pretty easy to say yes to an online podcast because it's only like, you know, 45 minutes of their time. So I would definitely suggest like, just start reaching out there. Don't be scared. As I mentioned, the risk reward, the risk is they'll probably, they might not respond. The reward could be they come on the show. Sure. Books. Do you enjoy reading? Yeah. Yeah. I read. Um, not heaps so i i read probably a few books a year i'm not too sure it depends on the year but I, i've read a lot of um i guess personal development books or business books and stuff uh i've probably read you know probably t over 20 or 20 or 30 and yeah they're really good it's a great way because it's like 
you know, often decades of information that they've learned compressed into a really small amount of pages. And then it's all, all, you know, it's 20 bucks as well. You know, we say there's, you can, there's three or four books that you could probably learn it read. And that's like the same as a business degree. Often Um, you you learn the same information in that than you would with a business degree, depending on multiple situations. But yeah, books are an amazing tool for young people. I think. Do you, do you have investments? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, sort of. I just invest in a managed fund, which in in Australia, which is very, very simple, but also I'm looking to grow the podcast a lot this year. So I'm reinvesting basically everything back into the the podcast and the brand and the business, um, just because I know that can pay off way bigger. Um, And I'll get probably into stocks once I've, I've built up the brand a bit more and I've got a lot more money coming in. So for me, business is my, my money making tool right now. And you make money off the podcast. Not yet, actually. Well, wow. I, it's it's kind of my priority right now. I've got because I'm going full time on it, and like I could have made a few sponsorships here and there, but for a few hundred bucks or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've I've been doing it for eighteen months. I haven't made any money off it yet, which is fine. I don't mind that. But it's just been a lot of fun, really. I don't I don't even bother me that I don't make money. But I need to start making money now because I want to grow it. I want to scale. I need to survive and everything. Before I was working part time jobs and working with clients on the side just to bring in money, and so yeah, it's a priority right now. How would you scale that? Like, how would you go about making it into like a cash flow, a revenue source for yourself? Well, I'm starting to speak at schools quite a bit. I'm working, I've got lots of different options. I, I do want to start doing some big sponsorships, like bring on the founder of someone's show. They can pay to come on the show and we'll like do a whole episode with them. So that, that'll be probably the biggest one. I'm working, I'm doing like a coaching program, like a six week coaching program, which I'm, I've just kind of launched in like a week and a half or so. And I'm doing a beta for that just to test it out. So I'll, I'll charge for that in the future. Speaking at schools, I'll charge a fee to speak at schools. Uh, I'm also working with a company called Empower You, which is a personal development company for teenagers, which I'm in love with. And he's helped, he's training me up to be a speaker, um, which is like a two-day event, 12-hour days, like massive speaking wow. days. I could make money at that. I will, I'm, in no way am I doing that for the money. It's just an amazing opportunity for me, but I will be able to make money from that. So yeah, there's lots of different options. I haven't really pulled the trigger on any of them yet. They're all just in the works right now. So hopefully I'll get to a point where they all start bringing in money and then I'll, I'll be sweet. I think that's the thing with the podcast is you also want to make it so that you can have something else from it. So sessions that you can run, you can become a speaker. People want to hear your ideas. People want to hear from you. You have the podcast kind of as like, okay, let's get to know me. Let's hear about myself. But then you build off other branches of stuff from that. That's kind of like what my goal is, is like, how can I make this into something that I can give extra content to people what will people pay for for me to do because of the podcast yeah once again the podcast tiktok it's all a vehicle um all of these things are vehicles and it's not to say we're starting the podcast because we want to make money it's not a good reason to start a podcast um you're starting it because you want to provide value but then also we've got to be realistic you have to make money somehow and yeah i think yeah it's a great point if if you position it as a vehicle which as you mentioned you you can always sell stuff on top um i i'm just not that comfortable selling to younger people. I just want to provide as much value as I can for free um, and build a relationship with them. Um, that's just my goal right now. And then I'll figure out how to make money by myself without needing them. Maybe I'll release some stuff in the future. Um, but right now I'm just really focusing on value. So I have this game I like to play with some people. It's called this or that. So I'm going to name two items, two things, and you're going to say which one you prefer of the two. So we're going to okay. start off easy. Microphone or headphones? Microphone. Apple or Android? Apple. Computer or phone? Computer. Calculator or book? Book. Podcast or music? Podcast. Podcast or speaking event? Speaking event. 
speaking event. Okay. Um, being a host at a speaking event, such as like an MC that's introducing people or being one of the speakers? Speakers. Uh, preparing what you write in advance or just kind of having ideas and going off of that when you go speak? Definitely ideas. Do you kind of just like have stuff that comes to you, just kind of have a couple ideas and you just like speak based on that? So the way speaking works, and if you get into speaking, you'll realize this, is basically speakers have... When a, when a speaker goes on stage and they kind of just, it looks like they pull, they just start talking on a tangent. It's often not a tangent. And I've said that before. They're just pulling it out of their library of content. So speakers will just have different stories, all these different things, and they'll just pull it out depending when they need it. And people think that they've just made it up on the spot, but that's kind of like, not really. They've spent hours and hours perfecting that. Um, and so I'm a very new speaker. I'm getting into that. But yes, I've got stuff I can kind of pull in. I've still got a structure for my talks but I'm not going to memorize it word for word. I'll just get the key points and then kind of wing it. I think that's kind of a skill that like I developed through high school is like I would have a lot of group projects and my group members would be like, we need to practice. We need to prepare a script. We need to have this, this, and this. I'm like, you can't do a presentation with a script. You're going to be looking down at your cue cards all the mm. time. It's going to be terrible. Whereas for myself, it's almost like I would memorize 100% of the information and only need 30% of that for the actual presentation. So when I'd go mm. there... I would have everything that I could just pull out of my brain to say. I would talk and it would be perfect. And I think yeah, that's really that's, similar to what you're saying. Well, because you're actually learning the content. They're learning the words, which yeah. is learning the words is pointless. Like it makes no sense at all. You're not actually learning anything. Whereas you're just getting up there. You've learnt it so you can speak about it confidently. And so that's, that's another problem with the school system. Yeah, I was about to say. And that's what they teach us how to memorize the words, not the memorize, the, not actually learn the content. They just teach us how to memorize. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially in university now with it being online, if I'm being honest, like I haven't really learned anything in a semester yeah. of being in university at one of the top business schools in Canada. I haven't learned a thing. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's sad. And I hear that a lot. It's very, very common, uh, especially in business. Um, and even like other jobs I hear, like people will graduate uni and they'll, they'll go into jobs and job people have to train them up completely. It's like, you've just spent three years. Shouldn't you be trained? Wasn't that three years of training? Yeah. It's It's bizarre. It's super bizarre. The training that we need for real life, we're not going to get in school. We're getting no. little bits of pieces of information that might help us with what we go into, but there's no guarantee. The amount of people that switch professions, go into something different, get a major afterwards and stuff, it's, it doesn't, it's, a, I think it's more like a learning experience being in school, how to time manage, how to balance these things. And it's almost like you have to go through the process. It's like, you're going to suffer through this and, and that's what society wants. But if you don't, like yourself, you got the real life experience. You got to work with your hands and really learn. You didn't need to spend three years, four years in university and then go learn. You got that right away. That's what I say to people because I often get, um, and look, once again, I'm not trying to look down at anyone who's studying, but people will be like, I'll be like, oh, well, so what are you doing? And they're like, I did an accounting degree, but now I'm doing filmmaking. And I'm like, oh, an accounting degree. And they're like, oh, no, but I'm really grateful for it because I, I use a bit of those skills in, in filmmaking. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Um, and they'll say, and look, that's a good mindset to have. I don't think ever regret what you did because you can't change the past. However, I would argue what they could have done in that three-year accounting degree, they could have achieved so much more in that three years if they hadn't done the degree. So opportunity cost, what, what they could have done instead. And no one factors that in. So often when I say this, people will be like, oh yeah, but I got a lot out of my degree. I learned, you know, I don't, I don't use it, but I still learned a lot. And it's like, yeah, but imagine what you could have learned in three years. This is, I've done everything I just told you in three years. That's been, uh, I've built up this podcast and everything in three years. And the fact that I would have just, be, just been graduating like last year, oh my God, I, I would be in such a different place. 
I think that's the thing about myself is like I'm kind of in the position where I'm in school I'm in university I'm getting a degree and I'm probably going to get another degree afterwards I have another six years of school ahead of me but I also recognize the fact that there is so much more educational benefit from not being in school from real life experience which is like kind of puts me on this weird side because it's either I'm talking to someone who didn't go to school or I'm talking to someone who's in school and there's not really anyone who's in between that kind of like I understand why you do that and I envy that, but it's like, oh, there's no way I could have not gone to school. Like, I need this. I was too scared or frankly, my parents. I honestly, and I I can't, I'm surprised that I, at at 18, decided not to go to university. Like, I look back and I go, wow, I can't can't actually believe I did that because as I mentioned, every single one of my high school friends went to university. I was the only one who didn't. Even the people like yourself, I meet people who are like, you know, so they understand everything I say, they listen to the podcast, but it's still too scary for them to drop out of uni or to not go. And look, I get that. That's just how society kind of works. And so I just encourage if you're going to go to university, do an internship, join societies, do everything you possibly can to get, make the most out of the university. Because otherwise, like, if you're just going to sit there and learn some content that you might never use, you could literally be wasting three years of your life. Yeah. Just like my jo- my friend Joe said, um, And I've done a whole episode, episode 30 with James Walker. We talk all about how to crush university. We talk about how to um, build mentors, how to to make friends, how to take full advantage of what university has to offer. Because if you're going to do uni, you might as well take full advantage of it. And obviously, I know COVID has really ruined all the fun stuff about uni. Which is like, if if you guys are paying the same fee as you are. Oh my gosh, it's. Like, that is disgusting to me. Like, my God, what you could do with that money in terms of education is unfathomable like you could do the amount of business courses the amount of like learn you could get one-on-one mentoring for like two years for that price yeah um so yeah it's crazy i sat here this morning at 8 30 in the morning until 10 30 my teacher just showing me how to use microsoft excel that was my mm. entire class this morning my statistics class that was the entire class and then i had an economics class where my teacher just read off of the powerpoint slides that i already read over beforehand yeah and that's that's how they teach right teaching is you know i've i I've had an amazing guest on where she talks about te- teaching styles and stuff. And it's just a ter- in my opinion, it's a terrible way to learn, just especially in front of a computer. Now, look, obviously that's not the university's fault because they didn't plan on COVID happening, but I do think they need to pivot. They need to get more engaging. They need to do something. So it's not just boring lectures. I'm noticing a lot of my lectures with younger professors are a bit more interactive, a bit better, mm. but then you have like the issue of, well, these professors have been here for years how do we change that and it's happening a lot in like high schools the teachers don't know how to use technology the kids yeah. need to help them and it's like it's terrible yeah. well i think it's a bit entitlement like i think these older teachers and professors go i've been here for 20 years they you can't, can't get, get fired yeah i can't get fired it's like do you realize how important your role is as a teacher you could be ruining like one teacher can ruin an entire subject which could ruin an entire career pathway if you're in chemistry and you're a bad chemistry teacher or something i know people that happened who, like, to me dro- yeah, they'll, they'll drop out of your yeah. class, not because they don't like the subject, because you're a bad teacher. Yeah. And it's like, I think you need to remove your ego and understand that, yeah, you've been here for 20 years. That doesn't mean you're a good teacher. There's so many amazing teachers out there who would love to be like teaching full-time that could be doing a way better job than you. So it's like, you need to let these people in. And that goes into a whole other conversation where I think teachers are kind of looked down upon in society. And as a result, we just get anyone being a teacher, not people who are that passionate about it. Um, which is really sad because I think, as I mentioned before, it's such an important, important role. For sure. Um, I know that you have one podcast episode where you talk about private school and public school. I'm sure that they're very different uh, in Australia versus to Canada. Here, 
I mean, a handful of people go to private school. It's pretty expensive, but most people go to public school. And with the COVID situations, we're noticing the public schools are not handling Zoom online classes very well. Whereas the private schools where the teachers, they can get fired. It's not, there's no job security. They're busting their asses. They're working as hard as they can to provide to their Mm -hmm. students. And that's kind of, again, like private school, public school. Why do you go? That's a great episode to listen to. What episode is that? What number? Um, private school, public school. There wasn't the, I think that was episode 30. So the one I mentioned with, when we're talking about university. So that's a, it's a big conversation we have in episode 30 where, cause James talks about, we both went to public school, but he's got friends in private school because he's at what he's at the top city school in Sydney doing finance. And so there's a lot of really wealthy people doing the same degree as him. And he got a scholarship to go there. So he's got that interesting perspective of he's in the wealthy bracket, but he got there from a public school. So that's super interesting, yeah. Do you know every episode? Like, could you name who you did every episode with? Uh, probably. Let's well, do I'd it. be close. Episode I'd one. I'd be close. Uh, that was um, Aaron. I'll, so that I'll was like money and finance. I'll, I won't get all of them, but I'll be close. So that was episode Aaron. Episode two? Um, episode two was Graham. Oh, no, that was episode three. Jamin, the, all that insecurities. Okay. Uh, three? Uh, that was Graham. That was uh, about depression and mental health. Four. Episode four with Bryony. Um, she was uh, networking. Can't remember the name of the episode, but it's about networking and creative. She was a filmmaker. How to land a job straight out of uni. Plus yeah, something. and create creativity. Yeah. Uh, number five. I think is number five the the kid, the thirteen yes. year old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my that was my first Zoom one. So I've only done like three or four Zoom episodes. That was one of them. It was like a thirteen year old kid in England. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Episode six. Mm. it's not nicole is it it's nicole, nicole. it is oh, okay yeah. nicole yeah yeah nicole hatherley yeah yeah okay number seven. Oh man harvey is eight seven not andrew andrew's episode 10 oh man i'm my tedx speaker tedx everyone's a tedx speaker <laughs> um i'm not too sure it is uh doesn't say What's it called? Uh, 10 Crucial Life Skills We Must Learn While We Are Young. Oh, it was Harvey. Sorry. Yeah, I said it, Harvey. I didn't think it was episode seven. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Episode eight. It's not Ronsley, is it? No, he's like 14. No. Episode eight, Jonathan. Yeah. It was fitness. Yeah, fitness. Nine. Not Ladies Finance Club. Andrew was episode 10. Episode nine. Oh, Gabriella. Oh, no, no. I know who it is. It's Catherine, the naturopath. Yeah. It was like... Ha- Eighty-three percent of us die. <laughs> a number ten. That's Andrew. That's how to make friends all around the world. Let's do this randomly. Number fifteen. So number sixteen is Lee. Oh, what's number fifteen? Is it Steph? Nope. Marketing. Time management. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was time management. Yeah, that was a good one. I got a lot of viral videos off that one. <laughs> That's uh, Kate Christie. Yeah, Kate Christie, yeah. 23. Damn. But in between 20 and 20, so after 26, that, that was a big shift for me. So I could probably name all of them quite comfortably after 26. Um, but 23, who was that? Who was it? That was Jen McRae. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that was, a, that was an odd episode. It was good, <laughs> but she like I haven't heard from her since. She like, oh. ignored me afterwards. It was really bizarre. Hmm, I don't know if I just didn't get an email. I emailed her a few times, but yeah. 
Let's do 33. Oh, that's masculine feminine with um, Tyler. We'll do two more. 45. That's not goal setting, is it? No. Is it? It is goal yeah. setting. Yeah. So that was Jess. And then, uh, oh, you, and then 46. Oh, that is. Scott, my, la my latest one. Pardon? Yeah, 46. Yeah, is that Scott, my latest episode? Yeah. yeah that's yeah, pretty, that that's, that's amazing that you can like name all of those like off the top of your head. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, because I, I edit them all as well and I do all the work, so, but yeah, that's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I think we're going to call that a night for the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Byron. It was a pleasure having you. My pleasure. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to Now I'm Here podcast and we'll catch you next time.